Alright, we're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And uh, we're going to start today's episode the same way we started last week's episode. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Chorus Festival. So, which, which just happened now. Super relevant, super recent, super topical. Yep, that's true, because it's only a couple days past the performance. And, I mean, for our recording it is, but by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be a week out. But anyway... Now that I'm on the other side of the performance, I feel much better about everything. <laughs> <laughs> did do you did you feel prepared as we discussed last episode? Absolutely not. <laughs> I got so I I mean I did some I totally did not rehearse Friday night like I said I was going to. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to record like rehearse after we finish this recording." Uh-uh, I went to bed. <laughs> and to to catch our listeners up who who may not remember what we're we're talking about, Last episode, we mentioned that Megan was going to be participating in the Korean-U.S. Culture Festival. Was, something was like that. that. A, something like that. I mean, it's like a little street fair. There's food. There's performances. There's music and vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in your participation in it this year was special because you were, were going to go up on stage with your K-pop Academy co-stars, let's say. <laughs> And perform two dances, the dances that you had somewhat slash mostly slash slightly trained <laughs> for the dances BTS Fire and NCTU The Seventh Sense. Yes. Only one of which you actually really dedicated yourself toward because you only had to actually dance one of them in the showcase. Right. But for Chorus, they were asking you to do a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And this was two months after your last performance and your last actual dance practice? No, not quite. A, a little over a month, I think. Mm-hmm. You haven't danced since, except for the one practice that the whole group slipped in. Girl, I haven't even exercised since. <laughs> like, forget practice. I'm sitting on my butt. Kate's making me food all the time. I'm getting fat. It's no good. Uh, but <laughs> I think... Two months from the time that we learned is pretty accurate because the class itself was six weeks and we did the dance class at the very beginning of class. Mm -hmm. Like the dance portion of the class was the first two weeks and then we had our drama week and then we had our vocal, two weeks of vocals. So having learned these dances was so far away <laughs> and with no practice. And really after the showcase, I thought I'd never have to see the NCTU dance again. So... I just totally, like, let everything that I did know, which was very little to begin with, out the other ear of my brain. Yep, just flush that right out. Yep, make room for some poop jokes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that long pause. Like, what have I been dedicating I'm... myself to over the past month? <laughs> I am literally, I have to leave that pause in. I normally try to cut down the pauses, but that one I gotta leave in <laughs> for effect. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the full unadulterated. I'm tempted to lengthen it, but we're going to leave it natural. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really did pause to think. I was like, what have I learned? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so anyway, the performance was okay. It, you know, it was pretty much what I was expecting. You know, not super organized. We were there like a half hour before we went on and we were trying to like go through the moves and like talk about formation <laughs> and stuff and then we just winged it and it was fine like it was fun the crowd really went wild when we uh when fire started playing oh man awesome yeah 
And I think, you know, overall, we just we had a good time. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So so I've seen this video. And why is this on the Internet? (laughs) And that means you, my dear listener, you are going to get to see this, too. And it's not bad. In fact, I I felt like all of the dancers were a lot more relaxed, a lot looser, and that made for a better performance overall. Well, I think, and this was something you and I talked about, a big part of that was just that we had much more space to dance because at, at the showcase, the audience was basically like in our laps mm-hmm. and there was no stage. We were like performing on the floor that the audience's chairs were on and it was just very confined. It was very hot in there. We were all pretty uncomfortable, I would say. Yeah, the room was, I mean, I would say the size of maybe two dining rooms. It wasn't really an auditorium. And then they had to shrink that space even further because more and more people kept showing up to be audience members. So you ended up with just this tiny sliver, whereas in chorus, you got an entire concert stage. Yep. It was a little off-putting because there were lights like blaring in our eyes. And for those of us who are not performers, (laughs) i.e. me, I was like, what is this? Why can't I see? Not to mention there were... I mean, three cameras focused on you guys well, at so any I given moment? I didn't even realize that there were cameras going around. I assumed we were on, you know, people <laughs> were recording us on their phones, but that professionally filmed video that the director of the Korean Cultural Center sent us today was not what I was expecting. That was a fun step up from the... Fan cams? Yeah, from, from the fan cams that we had at the K-pop Academy Showcase. Yeah, but it's all good. You know, it's a it's good quality. I'm happy with it. I got to send it to people. It sounds like you had fun. It looks like you had fun. It was a little little reunion, even if not all of the members were there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you came out of this feeling you're glad that you participated in it, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'd totally do it again. And we actually mm-hmm. we got a little bit of a payment as well, which I wasn't expecting, Ooh. and I feel kind of bad about because I was doing it because it's fun and because I'm passionate about it, not because I was trying to make money. Now, now you can say you are a paid K-pop dancer. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I would never say that. Better put that on your resume. <laughs> Specialize in K-pop dancing. Then they're going to ask, can you show us some of your highlight reel footage? Oh, no. You're going to be like, no. It was all purged from the internet. Sorry. Somehow the YouTube headquarters burned down. I don't really <laughs> know what happened. All their data stores just uh, poof. All of them just disappeared, abducted by aliens, you know. But I think the most memorable moment of this performance actually happened before the performance itself. And we, <laughs> I feel bad. Really? Yeah, I feel bad laughing about this, but it was so funny. Uh, we were, while we were doing our practicing, we were practicing like behind this tent. We didn't really have that much room. And one of the girls like bent over you know, as part of the dance move, and she bonked her head real hard on a garbage can. And you could hear the, like, and I was like, oh, God, what was that? Oh, man, that sounded like you just threw some Play-Doh at a wall. No, I smacked my hands together. But I I will, for the show notes for this week, I will put in one of my favorite videos on YouTube of all time, and it's the Beyonce clown that, like, hits its head, I, don't, I say its head, I think it's a woman, hits her head on a TV. 
And it's so funny. And it was exactly what happened before our performance. That's a, that's a good way to earn the Beyonce tag two episodes <laughs> in a row. <laughs> you know me. I love I love that Beyonce tag. <laughs> so you want to segue into games? You can you can be like, well, speaking of Beyonce, blah, 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 games. <laughs> speaking of Beyonce, that reminds me of Suikoden. Speaking of Suikoden, Suikoden's a game. Let's talk about games. <laughs> <laughs> no. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I thought it was good. I want to take a quick moment to mention that Twitch has actually come out with a sort of second tier to their subscription service. They've always had Twitch Turbo. In fact, I am literally now wearing a Twitch Turbo shirt that I got from likely one PAX or another. But because they partnered up with Amazon, they have another tier, a higher tier of subscription service called Twitch Prime, hearkening after Amazon Prime. Like all of the Amazon Prime benefits, you will automatically get Twitch Prime if you're an Amazon Prime member. They love stacking on these extra value ads like Prime Photo, Prime Music, Kindle First, onto the, what is it, $100 a year for free two-day shipping? What is Kindle First? I've never heard of this. Kindle First is an Amazon program where they will give Kindle owners a free ebook every month, selected, well, curated, air quotes, by Amazon editors from a list of new or upcoming releases. Hmm. So works out to a free book every month. I guess that's why I haven't heard of it, because I don't own a Kindle, so. <laughs> I do own a Kindle. I have used Kindle first. It's good when the books are good, but the books are not always good. <laughs> so, mm. If you really need something to read, it's wonderful. If you've already got a long list like me, it's kind of just okay. But like with all of these prime benefits, you don't pay extra for it. <laughs> you Typically, you're making the decision to get Amazon Prime regardless of your affinity for books. And that, everyone, is Steven's mediocre review <laughs> tag. Oh, I finally earned it. <laughs> we're, we're how many episodes away from our... From our Mighty Number no. 9 episode. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We're going to link that one in the, in the show notes somewhere. <laughs> so, assuming you do have Amazon Prime, you can link your Twitch account to your Amazon account. Super simple. And then you'll already have all the benefits of Twitch Turbo. So you'll have no ads, which is pretty nice. And you'll have, I think, like an extra badge next to your name. Whatever. But notably... There are two standout benefits. One is that you'll automatically get a trickle of free digital swag. The promotion they have for this opening salvo of Twitch Prime is that you'll get Taranda, a free new alternate hero for Hearthstone. So you can select that. You'll have that portrait whenever you play a priest. You'll have her dialogue lines. And you'll have her card back. Hmm. Not bad. I don't even play Hearthstone, and I still redeemed it. There are some other freebies. I don't really play any of the other games. But the second and and more interesting benefit of Twitch Prime is that every month, you can subscribe to someone for free. Now, in the Twitch world, subscribing to a streamer will actually give them $2.50. It's not a whole lot of money in isolation but it's free money 
And with all of these people with Amazon Prime that have this power to give money to their favorite streamers, you know, if just 10 people choose that month to give you their free subscription, that's 25 bucks. If 100 people out of your, you know, 10,000 decide to do that, it's an extra 250 every month. So now I'm kind of looking for Twitch streamers that engage me and I'm kind of incentivized to, to go out to look for content I would like to support and then give them that money and give them that support. Whereas, honestly, I didn't really care before. They need this for K-pop so I can hmm. support all my favorite artists. You can support Korean boys that like playing games. They do that mm, on Twitch, right? Yeah. Maybe there are some Korean girls that do that? Well, I'd support them. <laughs> I'm not too familiar with the scene, but I gotta imagine. Maybe they're on Korean Twitch. Is there a Korean Twitch? Azubu? No, I don't that's know. A, electronics brand <laughs> so to sum up if you have amazon prime i recommend linking your twitch account subscribe to someone give someone money get free stuff in return everybody wins especially amazon so speaking of free stuff from twitch i'm actually part of and i have to look up what the name is use your clacky clacky keyboard megan no i don't have a clacky clacky keyboard but i'm part of twitch rpg i think it is which hmm. is I'll use my clucky clucky keyboard. It's the research power group. And essentially I get, they send me surveys and stuff. And I take these surveys and I get entered into drawings for free stuff. Hmm. And there's surveys about like, you know, gamer type surveys. Like what kind of fast food do you like? Like what do you do on YouTube? Like, I don't know, just different stuff like that. I haven't won anything yet, but I keep taking these surveys. Like what electronics do you use? And hoping that <laughs> eventually I'll win something. Oh, so these, these, it's just a chance at winning in exchange for your participation in this. Yeah, for, I mean, it's like a five minute survey. It's not long at all. Um, okay. But they sent me an email a while ago and invited me to join Twitch RPG. And then I was like, why not? So I did. <laughs> well, I thought the story was, was actually going to end with, but then I finally won something. Oh, no, not yet. It's only been <laughs> like a month. I need the live family luck to rub yeah. off on you. I guess so. Or I need Joey's luck back from the first PAX that we went to together, oh where she won God. like everything. We're we're only being half joking here. She she won a Logitech gaming keyboard. I remember that. What else? Well, we got all of the penny arcade pins that we wanted from the Behemoth booth. Right when you were playing the Gachapon machines. Yeah, I feel like that trip we also won some sort of Microsoft something. Like Microsoft card for like you know huh. some certain amount of time a free Xbox Live probably we huh. won the Bejeweled tournament oh yeah although that required some work that, that wasn't was, really luck uh, that was perspiration not luck you guys were playing Bejeweled pretty hardcore yeah the whole weekend essentially that's that's our sparkling recommendation for Bejeweled Blitz which is effing great love that game <laughs> but I'll tell you so. Up until recently, uh, so Bejeweled Blitz has like a free spin every day, you know, like most mm -hmm. of these these games or whatever, and you just get the in-game currency to use on, you know, power-ups and whatever. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, back in 2013, I have literally used my free spin every single day. Oh my God, really? Uh, well, up until I want to say like July-ish, because as soon as Joey moved out, I stopped spinning. But I literally spun every day 
for three years. Three Jesus. So I've got some like 14 or 15 million coins saved up. That's insane dedication to a game. I wouldn't call it dedication to a game. More like OCD slash obsession slash I just really loved spinning (laughs) at one o'clock in the morning every day. It's kind of, I mean, it was honestly, it's like checking your email. Like you want an update, right? Like, you know, you're going to get an up. It's like seeing a Facebook notification. Like, it's just something that I just did out of habit. And I mean, the only reason why it stopped was because for some strange reason, they changed the time of day that I could do it because it used to be every day at one. And so I would just do it at one in the morning. And if I fell asleep, like I just do in the morning when I got up, but then they changed it to a different time of day, and I was like so thrown off. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. This is fascinating feedback. You should really give this to PopCap. But uh, why? They would love to know this that a three year daily login user stopped their pattern because the daily spin bonus time changed. Hmm. That's really interesting data. I'm sure they would love to know what retains. Copyrighted. Users. Don't steal it. What? <laughs> steal something we just said yeah no i don't want anyone to give that information to popcap this isn't the court you can't like strike that from the record objection (laughs) okay all those popcap employees who are going to see this now that their google alert for the popcap word has come up on their triggers because of course we're gonna put popcap as a tag since i've mentioned popcap about 10 times this episode don't listen to what she just said. Or if you do listen to it, don't use it. Or if you do use it, pay us. I was going to say, please use it so I can sue you since I just copyrighted it. <laughs> That's going to be a weird court date. <laughs> You're going to have to finish off on that one. Well. I still want PopCap swag in the future. I'll get Bianca's help. You're going to find our like a printout of our faces next to all the PopCap booths next year. <laughs> and it's going to say... Don't, Don't let- give swag to swag tier. <laughs> Don't let these guys in. <laughs> they don't deserve any walnut hats. So regardless of whether PopCap bans us or not, I'll actually have a reason to bring my 3DS to PAX again. Oh, yeah. Once we go to PAX South in January. And that's because I downloaded a new Street Pass game. They rolled out an update to Street Pass, what was it called? Me Plaza? Mm-hmm. Once you download that update, you can choose one of two games for free. The other one you have to buy. You have a choice between slot car racers or... Oh, I need to look this up. Actually, I already looked it up, so I just need to go find it in my five bajillion tabs. Oh, don't even talk to me about a bajillion tabs. (laughs) You are talking to the person who comments out every single line of code that I think I might ever need again in the future instead of (laughs) deleting it. I miss the Firefox days where I could stack tabs vertically and I could still read all of the tabs that way. It's unusable in Chrome. Anyway, you have a choice between two games. You get to pick one for free. Either Slot Car Racers or Market Crashers. Now, Slot Car Racers is basically what the name implies. You drive a slot car on a little track. The only control you have in slot cars is accelerate or don't accelerate. There is no brake. There is no turn. The challenge is in accelerating on straightaways 
and then slowing down on the turns because, and this happens in real life, if you accelerate too fast on the tight hairpin turns, your car will literally go flying off of the course. And in a very cute fashion, your me moves over, picks your car up, and then puts it back on the track. This sounds like a Mario Party minigame. Kind of is. You know which one I'm talking about? No. I've only played, like, one Mario Party. Well, it would be the first Mario Party, which is the one I'm assuming you played. Oh, maybe. There's some, like, derby, slot car derby or something, and you literally have to race around the track, and if you start going <laughs> too fast, you, like, spin out, and then forget it. You definitely can't win. I hated that minigame. Okay, so you're not going to like this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all slot car racing. There is some customization of your car. You Depending on how well you do in the race, you'll win points to earn you more upgrades. And you actually will race against street passes. So you can race against your friends hmm. or enemies. I wasn't too interested in racing, so I chose Market Crashers, which is much more my speed. It's all about money. So in Market Crashers, you literally play a day trader. You choose to start a day of trading, and you'll watch the stock price go up and down. The day only lasts about 20 seconds, pretty short, and your goal is to make as much money as you can in that one day. You'll see the stock go up, in which case you'll want to sell all the stock that you have. You'll see it start dipping down, in which case you want to buy when it starts hitting that trough, and then sell again once it hits its peak. The skill here is that every street pass you collect joins your day trading firm as an analyst for that one day. The more analysts you have, the more chances you have of them giving you good tips during that 20-second day. They'll tell you when the market is about to fall and you should sell everything. And then they'll tell you when the market is going to go back up, in which case you should buy, buy, buy. Having more analysts means you have a better gauge of the market and you can make a better profit in the day that you have allocated. Make more money, you'll unlock more purchases, more awards for uh, your little, little office complex. The more awards you have, the more likely you are to see large jumps and large dips in prices, which are usually good for you either way. And you're always trying to hit higher and higher milestones. First, they encourage you to make $10 million. Then they'll encourage you to make 50. Then they'll encourage you to make 100. There are rewards every time you unlock new stocks to trade once you hit certain peaks. And all of your high scores are tracked as well. You're even rated on how well you do every day. As a, as a stock game, there's not too much to it. As a street pass game, I really like it. It's a fun thing to do every now and then. And compared to Find Me, it plays a lot quicker. Like I said, the day is only about 20 seconds. You can run through your full street pass of 10 people in, you know, a minute. This is the game to play at PAX. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. Find Me is not the game to play at PAX because you will literally sit there forever and not engage with anything or anyone at PAX. I like this one. That sounds like fun to me. You get to see numbers go up, Megan. I and love that. Increase your numbers to hit achievements. I love achievements. <laughs> Those achievements give you things to collect. It's perfect for you. I really love collecting <laughs> things. I love money. I love numbers. <laughs> so that's our recommendation. Pick up one of the two, slot car racers or market crashers. We recommend market crashers. 
And that wraps up this episode of Swag Tear. Yo, yo. Woof. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. No.